The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond! Beyond. Are we on Beyond? Is yeah. this is official Beyond? It's, uh, okay, this Beyond. Is, oh, there you go. Thank you so much. Welcome, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, to the infamous two spoiler cast. Podcast Beyond presents mm. the infamous two spoiler cast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside he only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Beyond. And the new school gods guru, Sam Claiborne. I have blast shards to be collected. You do collected. have some blast shards to be collected. Yeah. Uh, if you got this off the podcast Beyond, uh, you know, the iTunes feed there, the Zune feeds, mm-hmm. uh, heads up. We're, this is not a numbered episode of Podcast Beyond. This is all about Infamous 2, spoiling the game, talking about everything. Gloves are off, Colin. Yes. Say whatever you want. So, okay. this is your chance, ladies and gentlemen, to turn it off. If you haven't beaten Infamous 2 twice, turn this off. I'm giving you a chance right now to find your iPad. Give them five. Give, them, give them five or ten seconds. More, uh, on top of it? Whoa, 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 or they could pause it and watch the endings on IGN. You could go to IGN and watch the endings. You could also go to IGN and see a whole bunch of cool stuff about Infamous. You should be doing that no matter what. Yep. You've had enough time. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Infamous 2 spoiler cast, as presented by IGN's Podcast Beyond, uh, the official PlayStation podcast of IGN. Every Thursday, we usually post an episode. You should listen to that as well. Uh, I want to first off thank Jim Dooley. Uh, he doesn't. He had no. He didn't give us permission. But our intro song here was actually a song off the Infamous uh, Two soundtrack, the Red soundtrack, called "The Final Piece." It'll also be our outro song. So make sure you pick up Infamous Two, the Red soundtrack, if that's even available to buy on its own. Came from the Hero Edition. Mm. I have no idea if you can buy it on your own. All right. Well, Colin. Yes. You reviewed Infamous. I did. I played Infamous. Okay. Sam, you're doing the guide for Infamous. Right in the middle of it. It's which is now a wiki yeah. as of today. Oh, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. People should go check that out. Can they people still go to out. guides.ign.com to find it? Yeah, you know, all the links just point to the wiki now. Can they can Everything's they contribute in there. to it to help you out? Yep, blast shards are on there. You can go in there and delete, uh, you know, all, Don't do that. all, all <laughs> 610 blast shard pictures, and I'll have to put them back up again. That's upsetting. <laughs> uh, Colin? Yes. How was Infamous 2? It was excellent. It's the best game of the year so far. You think so? Yeah. I still say Portal 2, but this is a close runner-up, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I say that with a caveat, of course, that there are a slew of very, you know, compelling games coming out later in the year. Yeah. But so far, I can't think of a game I enjoyed more that came out this year. Than Sam Claiborne. You've been well, you know, there's again. a different perspective when you write a guide for a game. It's a grind, you know? Yeah. But and, are you uh, having fun? Or would you the, say you, well, here's the thing is that okay. I took it home Sorry. the weekend before I even started the guide, and uh, I had a lot of fun with it. I did. Okay, good. I, uh, although I tried to play through, uh, you know, on the good, the good path at home, uh, or no, no, I tried to play through on an evil path, but it turned out it was, uh, by the end of it, I had way too many good karma points, and I, I couldn't figure out why. But uh, we were just kind of talking about that before the podcast. It's, it's kind of easy to land yourself good karma points just by killing enemies and stuff. Yeah. 
um, or or not fully killing them or whatever. Yeah, I don't, too many I don't bros. know what it is. Yeah, yeah. you got to get out there and heal people. Yeah, especially you're having trouble getting. Evil I was having trouble ones. being evil. Yeah. Okay. And Colin, you were just saying that you had to run around and. Uh, yeah, when I when I played evil, I, I avoided all of the neutral side quests, but because mm -hmm. I had already beaten the game and stuff. But I did all the evil side quests, and then okay. I went through the main adventure, or whatever. And then I had a grind with BioLeach after I beat the game for that last trophy for that's crazy man. for about a half an hour. So oh, even like, if you make like consistently the bad karma decisions, you can still end up with the good ending. Without having your meter slightly in the good. Yeah, know? well, because I mean, you the, can choose at, at the, the end, end, but you yeah, have to change but your meter. It says, yeah, it says, you know, you have to go through and change yeah. your karma. And by that point, I was like, oh, I don't even want to do that. I just yeah. want to see the ending because it was like, I have one weekend to do this. So. Exactly. Uh, let's start there then. That's the big, th most questions, we, you know, we asked you to send your emails into mm -hmm. beyond at IGN.com. By the way, very annoying, squeaky chair. Yeah, no, it sounds like sounds like you're opening a, a door in a, a haunted <laughs> I'm, mansion. Yeah. I'm in a Vincent Price, <laughs> Price's house. Mario, Mario. Um. Yeah. Endings. What do you think, Colin Moriarty? Um, favorite so, ending. The good ending was my favorite ending. Okay. The, but, but I, you know, and I, I text messaged you when I beat it on bad about how hard it was for me to play through that, not based on the difficulty, but the fact that they they make you kill Zeke. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of fucked and, up. And it's brutal. Yeah, it's like it, to me like that. That really was like when I was thinking about it. You know, when you play karmic games like Mass Effect or Fallout or whatever, it's like whatever. You know, like you don't really feel like attached to the characters. At least I don't as attached to the, these guys that, that I feel. So yeah, when I was when they make you kill, like literally kill Zeke, I was like, this is fucked up. Yeah, totally and I yeah. really don't want to. And I told you, I'm like, I really don't want to do this. I held out for know? as long as I could. Like I let him take more shots at me. I let it, him. Raise it feels the like gun. it's inspired by the end of Return of the Jedi, but you're the Emperor. And that's just not a position you want to be in. I mean, you're sitting there like <laughs> sapping the life from this like kind of defenseless guy. I mean, he's completely defenseless. Yeah. Well, that was I thought that was a great moment, right? When Zeke gets up there and he's like, you know, I got to try. Yeah. Cool. Like, I understand. He I really think like him. Zeke's personality, <laughs> like even if you play uh, bad and don't go with him and lot, lots of stuff throughout the game, it, it is kind of weird how like he's not willing to sacrifice himself for your cause at that point. Because he feels like he's a good friend. He's going to be by you. And then right then at the end, he... he chooses to go against you and i didn't really i didn't have a good feeling about that which made it even worse to kill him right yeah right because i don't know yeah he's out there for the the good of i thought he'd account. stay by you no matter what yeah well that was the interesting thing. i think zeke was a much more well-rounded character this time i got a, one of the emails that didn't make the list here is that, you know some guy wrote in his points on the on infamous 2 was that zeke was finally not annoying like I, you know, like a lot of people were very annoyed with Zeke in number one. Oh really? I didn't feel that way. I know. I love. No, I, like, I love I like Zeke. Zeke in the he's always he's always been my favorite character. Yeah, totally right. And so that was the thing that worked about him here is like I thought there were lots of moments with him where you felt like you totally dug him. You know what I mean? Like when he talks about the like, there's moments between him and Cole that I thought were some of the best characterization you've seen in a long time as far as how a friendship works in a video game. Like one of them is that when he he's like was, they're running around using the UV ray to fry the guys, mm -hmm. and uh, Cole's like Zeke, this thing kicks ass, and Zeke goes, Oh, you mean the Dunbar beam? Yeah. And Cole just goes, I'm not gonna call it that. <laughs> and then the whole thing when they're watching TV, like right? When yeah, that's a great. That's, that's a great, great scene. scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and then like even when uh. You know how an infamous one, of course, Zeke tries to use the race sphere to give himself powers. Cole kind of never forgives him. And then early on in the game, you know, when he shows up and he's like, Zeke Dunbar, double agent. And Cole's like, you know, you my faith's been shaken before. And Zeke has that like moment of like, dude, I thought we were, I thought we were over that. It's like all those moments I totally felt were genuine. Like I think that's how well Zeke's voice acting was and how well he, he works with Cole's voice actor, Eric Layden, this time around. Yeah, I mean, the, the one thing that stood out to me about Zeke was in Infamous 2 was – I, when you play the good ending and you resolve to, you know, basically sacrifice yourself. Yeah. Um, what I don't like, like, there's something I don't like about Zeke there too, in that 
you know, Zeke is his the way he acts when you're being in, as a bad guy is more justifiable. I think the, he has almost an and when you're playing it as good, he has almost this expectation that you're going to sacrifice yourself. Like it's just an easy decision, and he, he and never I don't, tries to talk you out of it. Yeah, and it's like, like sure, dude. No, that's like yeah. that's like weird. He's like you know he says like he's like you know if you don't, millions of people will die, and he like says it almost like like he expects you to, but it's mm-hmm. like there's no compassion there for the fact that Cole has to kill himself basically. So the, I like I like I liked Zeke more in the bad ending when I had a kill him because I felt for him then I, I was kind of mad see. at him in the good ending because I was like I'm you know until you see the ending and you the realize the final cut scene yeah. is great with him that's really, so really yeah really I guess that both goes to like show that it's just kind of weird when Zeke doesn't just back you up unconditionally I think that's like what he does throughout most of the game because you can make your bad karma and good karma decisions and you know Quo or Nix will will be like they're the ones advocate like either side and hands, he yeah. always just like you know it's up to you I'll go with it either way and like he, he still shows up with his gun to save you in like you know the worst case scenario, yeah, and, you know. so yeah, it is. It's weird having to 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 go against him or choose him. I mean, that it's just it, it turns the uh, morality stuff on its head in the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we've talked a little bit about both endings. I, I I loved them both. I thought they were both really well done. I liked how they ended in completely different spots because that was my problem with Infamous One, right? Is that Infamous One, I finished my first good good playthrough of all times, and I went back and did it again, and I was like, all all times, I did. I went back and <laughs> played through it again, expecting radical changes, you know what I mean? And it was still very much in line with what had just happened. Right. You know I mean, I got different cutscenes, but the outcome were a little bit different. And, but in the end, it was the exact kind of same thing. It ended in that same spot. Whereas this one, either Cole is dead or all of humanity is dead. Yeah. It, what are you going to do for Infamous 3? Like, it must be the alternate timeline that they're going to take on. Like, That's the biggest question. How could you even pick up where this game left off in any way? I mean, there's other games that have done this, right? Like, I think like Mass Effect kind of tried to do this with Mass Effect 2. There's like... A Pretty big differences, but not this big. But I mean, that was characters, right? Like that's yeah. that's plug in, plug out kind of things. Yeah. This, this, for this is the world is transformed. Everybody who, versus this, the main character. Literally, is dead. I would say seventy five percent of the people who wrote into Beyond at IGN with questions for this podcast, that was what they wanted to know. Yeah. It's like, where does it go from here? And I, I think it's really weird, right? Because when I finished it. I put down the controller and thought, all right, that's the end of Infamous. Like, they can't do another mm-hmm. one because... But that could be the case, too, though, right? Oh, yeah. There's there's several cases, I think, for what it could easily be. I think, number one, yeah, they're done. They're going to move on to another project. Mm-hmm. Leave it this Which way. Which I am full support of. I mean, as much as I like Infamous, like, I like companies to, like, do their own thing. Yeah. Don't, don't stick with the trilogy thing. Yeah. Getting a little tired of that. Yeah, exactly. The people beat their IPs over the head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it's different. However, I think you're going to see another one for sure. And I think it's because... Like, at the PlayStation press conference at E3, when they did Street Fighter Cross Tekken, and Cole's in the game, it was like, okay, well, now we're saying that Cole is a recognized brand name, he's a, brand, he's a mascot for Sony, and at that point, you can't say, and now he's dead, you know what I mean, now, now we'll never have something again, but, and so, for a third game... The idea I keep hearing about is Kessler, the alternate timeline, do yeah. something there, go and you back. Were, and you were saying there's, different, there's differences besides... Like just, it's not just in the future. It's, no, it's Kessler a is future. like like Kessler is married to Trish and they have kids and all those things. So yeah. there's like an, an entirely different, like the, he is like, a time traveler, right? Like he yeah, comes yeah. Back that's what I was future. that's what I was gonna say is that like there is some sort of weird time travel because I believe the events of Infamous in the alternate timeline, the original Infamous, happened when he had already had kids and they ran away from the beast and all that stuff. So. There's like some weird, like it's not only alternate timelines, but the timelines don't line up with each other they don't properly. Anymore, so right? yeah. So there's, you know, like I was telling Greg, I think the most compelling thing about a possible Infamous 3, and I, and by the way, I do think that they're going to do Infamous 3 just because Sanzaro is doing Sly already, so 
uh, which is their other franchise, so they would have to do something completely new, and I just don't think yeah. they're going to do that yet. They could do it on Vita or something, too. Yeah. I, no, I think they'll be a Vita for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, here's if, I, if I'm in Sucker Punch right now, and I'm in charge of this thing, I'm seeing, first off, how well Infamous 2 is doing. I've seen so much positive buzz outside of just yeah. us. You know what I mean? Kids yeah. love it. Everybody on my friends list is playing it, which is rare for, you know, as diverse and big as our lists are. I think what you do now is you do an NG, or I'm sorry, a PlayStation Vita title that is some random person like when if Another i was a conduit yeah because you figure when the beast making his way to new Marais, they're talking about how in his wake conduits are being left mm-hmm. there right so you figure have it be that as soon as he leaves empire city or even when he's in empire city right you could stick with empire city he's in empire city you were just a normal person beast does his blast thing you wake up you know 300 miles away or whatever with these powers now and you have to go make your way back to empire city to look, check on your family or something that's that self-contained tale where they can already use the environment they had for infamous one dial it down for the Vita, have it work, blah, blah, blah. And then that's all leading up to... The, the problem with that game, then, is that it has to end with Riff. a flash of light and you, you're you dead. Or, you know, Cole's making... There's like that, you know, yeah. you're making a choice ending. That's how Halo Reach worked, though, right? I mean, it ended with exactly what you expected to happen. Yeah, but the problem is that, like, with Infamous 2... With Infamous 2's ending, and, like... Because if you haven't picked up on it when we're talking about how there couldn't be another game, it, it seems, right, is the fact that... There's no infamous one ends right, and you're in the same spot no matter what. So in infamous two, you can pick up and use the same city, have the same people, have everything be there, and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas with an infamous three, starting where infamous two left, either Cole's dead and gets revived, and there's no more conduits. He's the only person. That's not that unbelievable, sure. Mm-hmm. Or he, he, you're the only Cole lives and is the only it, conduits are only alive now. Yeah. Everybody who, else. Who is do you dead. fight then? It's not that exciting. And then you're like this horrible dude. Well, he's still marching like he. Where is what was weird, right? Is on the good ending, Cole makes one blast and the whole world is clean. You know, the whole thing is over with. Whereas in the evil ending, well, he has to and they're keep unclear walking. about that. They're like, we even heard reports in other countries that some people are dropping dead. So yeah. maybe not all, but probably. I mean, that was the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, but then for sure, as a bad guy, you have to make your way around the cities. You know, doing everything. So. That's the whole thing is that you can't open up in the same city and have it be the same thing and have it be the same setting. Yeah. I, have, I have two ideas for how they can do the next game. Okay. The, the first one is, I guess, more obvious than what you were saying, which was um, during the news reports in Infamous 2, they keep saying about how like the Beast passed by Washington and that Washington wasn't. Yeah, you yeah. Know. So maybe the game takes place in Washington or like a faux capital where... Like so, it's just the same thing, like yeah. a sandbox, and and like you're a conduit there, and like yeah. the piece c- comes by close enough, and so that's like one solution. The other solution is, like I was telling you, would be a spinoff, which would be, I think, totally interesting to be like either a conduit somewhere in the country or somewhere in the world, um, you know, doing whatever, or better yet, like a human that was in some way like shielded from the blast and like has to survive and like become more powerful based on like. To bring it back to like a little more of a human touch and like not being so powerful and having to figure out how you're going to survive amongst a, amongst a bunch of conduits. Because in the bad ending, they insinuate that like the the, the world the world goes at war with the United States. So or with coal. With coal, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, and that obviously takes place in America. So um, they could also just choose no. one. Like this is the what actually happened, and then say this is what happened in the alternate universe, and maybe tie that alternate universe's events in to like the one you play. Yeah. So like, say Cole, you know. Is is resurrected by that lightning bolt on the boat instead yeah, of dying. Yeah, there's a lightning strike at the end. Of That's the, the actual too. ending. They just go from there. Like that would but be. But doesn't a, it easy seem like such it. a cop out though that you played through and now I'm glad you had fun with that one. But yeah. this is the real ending. I agree, but a lot of games like going back to Castlevania too have alternate endings and the timeline continues. Like maybe that's just like yeah. the fun bonus ending for people yeah, yeah. that are really fucking evil. <laughs> the other thing too, you figure is that you know Cole gets more and more powerful as these things go on to the point of when he's Kessler, you figure mm-hmm. when Kessler and in Infamous One or whatever pre-Infamous One gets so powerful that he can time travel. 
you figure it could easily be that he one ending, whatever, I guess evil ending or good ending or whatever, or Kessler even, continues to get so more powerful that they can open up portals to alternate dimensions and go yeah. through and do that. And once you have time travel, I'm happy they kept time travel out of this game because once you have that, it gets confusing and you can change anything. And if they do that, though, in the third game, it would be really interesting because because we don't, I mean, they're going to have to figure it all out, right? Yeah. yeah. I will say in terms of, in my opinion, like in terms of story in general, I think Infamous 2 is a lot more lucid in like what it was, the story was trying to tell. I think the original Infamous is hard to understand. I, I beat it four times, so I like I obviously caught it by the end. But like if you play through it once, you don't I really agree. understand. It's like agree. you have Moya. Moya has a husband named John who's an FBI agent, but John's really not an FBI agent. He's an NSA agent. Who He's really ends not up being, related to Moya. At all. Yeah, like and so like it's just like there's all these weird thing, like all these weird like tentacles of the story that go out. And you all have to that kind pops of, up and is talking about his birthright with yeah, the first sons. Yeah, the which first is sons come Kessler. In, so in the original timeline, Alden was the first sons leader, but when Kessler came, yeah. So like that that game that game was like I love the story in the first one, but you have to play the game a lot to to really understand it and even read about it. Yeah. yeah. In Infamous Two, things are a lot less nebulous. Like the. And it, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry I was just gonna say, like, like I like that they streamlined the story, made it more understandable. I kind of miss the identity of the gangs in Empire City as compared to like that. Like, those are great, the hobo gang. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like the dustman and all those guys. Like like there's different enemies, but there's like really just the swamp monsters, the the militia, and the then ice. the ice guys. But who, uh, by the way, uh, Peter Allen, Co- Peter Allen Clark wrote in called them the ice holes, which I yes. thought was great because ah, they are good. motherfuckers in this guy. Yeah, the, yeah, the guy with the shotgun. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna slide up to you and shoot yeah. you with a shotgun right behind point you. blank range every yeah, time. Yeah, every first and on hard, bending one of the transformers, and then all of a sudden flying off in the distance and dead. I love, I love the rocket launchers. To the like that—that's the best thing about the militia or any of the people in Infamous Two is that they are so dedicated to their cause that they are at a drop of a hat willing to give up their life. <laughs> well, you're a foot away from me. I'm gonna rocket launcher you and kill us both. I'll save the town. Yeah, the the, uh, the ice guys all have uh, the Django Fett accent too. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. You, we were talking about how crazy this all gets, though. Many people wrote in about that. Nehemiah writes in and says, So back in Infamous 1, Cole either tried to destroy the race sphere or activate it a second time. Now, either choice ended up killing John White because Cole was there to, because Cole was there to activate it or destroy it. But wasn't Cole only there because I'm sorry, with John because Kessler came back to train Cole up after to fight the Beast? If Kessler didn't do what he did in Infamous 1, how would the Beast ever be made? In which case, Kessler never would have gone, had to go back in time in the first place to fight the Beast Kills his family. This what is the, the problem with time travel. Here, I think you know what I think is a good uh, answer to this, and it's a little bit lame. Is that uh, Terminator Three? Uh-huh. They talk about you know John Connor's decision at the or comments at the end, right? Are that it's not you can't go back and change t- destiny. You can only change the order of it, right? So they, you know in Terminator Two, they stopped Judgment Day from happening when they said it was going to happen, but that just meant that later on Judgment Day was still going to happen. So in the original timeline. Before Kessler time travels, something goes on with Kessler's abilities and conduits and a race sphere, apparently, to activate activate powers in Kessler to then activate a beast as well. You know what I mean? Who is John White to continue to go on and do all these things. Mm-hmm. And then Kessler has to go back in time because he says, I'm going back in time to speed up the process. <laughs> Occam's razor, right? Simplest answer. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, right. (laughs) You must be right. (laughs) I mean, that's got to be it, right? I mean, I, I, you, and then okay. So then also, uh, Blod writes in says, "We all know from the original Infamous, Kessler went back in time to help Cole stop the Beast." But in a dead drop titled "Omen" in Infamous Two, Kessler tells John White that he is destined to do something. Seemed like Kessler knew John was going to become the Beast, but instead of killing him and stopping the threat, he makes Cole fight the whole ordeal. Why? Hmm. Interesting point, but I think well, Kessler... Is it because John can heal everybody eventually? He wants John to come back. Even Excellent point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that, he, that could be it. 
I, I thought it was just that. I mean, John is a good character. He's just out of control, right? Isn't that kind of the idea? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, they paint they paint it in the red and blue touches, right? Of like, this is good and this is evil. I mean, like, I understand what John's talking about in that sense. You know what I mean? That like he had to go through. He can go through and heal all these people. I didn't believe him when he said that when he first reformed, he was confused, and that's why he fought Cole. I thought he just fought Cole to fight Cole and be the beast and be a jerk. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean. The Beast I mean, that's is like a schizophrenic character. I mean, totally. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you can. See, I mean, that's what I was gonna say is you can see that, especially in the bad ending. It's like, like that was almost weird to me. Like, like where he's like rampaging through the city. And he's like, I don't, I'm you know, what? I don't want. Yeah, he's like, I'm tired. I, I laughed out like, loud. Yeah, I was, like, was I, I cracked up at that line. I'm because so, I, I thought he was just gonna fuck I still me over. Believe in the I thought he was just gonna fuck me over. I, yeah. I'm tired, Cole. I can't do this. What are you doing? I just killed every my best friend. <laughs> it's, it's definitely strange because he was like all about like just five minutes ago, like. Sh- rampaging through the city like just killing everything yeah mm-hmm. which made you feel really powerful by the way yeah i wasn't blown away by like the way the beast looked and stuff like no, that until until i kind of liked it in the bad ending it made a lot more sense True. Yeah. huge behemoth character that's just like very basic red color and he's very just inspired by uh, watchmen i think yeah, yeah a lot of that especially when he talks about like reforming himself and stuff like that yeah exactly. I, like and that was my, here's my whole problem with infamous when we when i first played through infamous I was trying to help Colin with the review. So I played through it on a weekend. One Saturday is good. One uh, Sunday is bad. Beat them both ways. And I came into the office, and I was very down on the game. Like, I was like, Colin, I think you should score this lower than this, blah, 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 blah. Colin, of course, was right because he made the decision to play through it like a real person. Like, you know, to actually enjoy it and do side. Because, you know, in a day, I'm just steamrolling the game. I'm just going yeah. fast. Yeah, I, play, I, I, tried I to play did the exact same thing. I tried to play it as organically as possible. Yeah, I mean, I, I was sucking everything in just trying to get to a point where I could have a co- conversation and know something about it. And my problem with it was I thought the Beast was totally uninspired um, like my first playthrough. Like, it's just the fact. Because there's a, you know, Kratos fights a giant r- lava dude in one of the first God of Wars, like one mm-hmm. of the major bosses. And I thought that one looked better than this one. You know what I mean? And so it was like, oh, that sucks. And then, you know, we're talking about how much we missed uh, the you know, uh, Empire City well, Gangs, right? How, how well-defined they were. This one, I thought there were just monsters to have monsters' sake. You know what I mean? Like, eventually it's understood that, okay, Bertram's making them all. Okay, that's why. There's these yeah. necromorphs and all this other junk. But like, Which is which is a weird idea. And then and then the Nick's training them to be her pals. Totally, right. It was I, like, there was a lot of weird stuff where I was like, I didn't like the whole monster is, stuff. Yeah, the monster stuff. That, that I mean, I like that, that, that uh, Bertram turns into a monster. Yeah. That is cool. But like having to fight the guy who opens his mouth and has like the dingleberry in there, I gotta shoot and like it's like, ugh. Well, I I did. I mean, there was two pro. There was a ravagers. um, The problem with the monsters, what the swamp monsters was that they look like necromorphs. So that that really honestly bothered me. It's like that that was like really one of the big things where I was like, why the hell? Close. They have that head that's split open. Yeah. It's like why why would you design them to look like this? Like clearly they look like necromorphs. So that that was a little strange. But I did like you said. I did think it was cool that Bertrand turned into a monster in so much that he couldn't control like what he like what power. It shows that like you have no control over like what kind of powers you got. Like he thought he was gonna get powers that he got a crappy one. Yeah. He like (laughs) could you imagine how much that would suck? All this. It is weird. Everybody has like in. Energy elemental powers, except for him, right? You, when you see just like spin-off ones, it's like ice power, fire power. We saw that. Are there any other ones that you guys know of that are like that people turn into? I mean, there's flight on that one girl who you heal and then you she know, flies. Yeah, she just, she comes out and fly. I mean, that's all we know. Also, yeah. I, find, I find it weird she immediately knew how to use her powers. It's just she just knew. Yeah, yeah. I guess John embedded that in her when he healed her or whatever. But I thought that was cool. Like I, I like like Bertrand seemed like an almost un- an unnecessary character until late in the game mm-hmm. and then you realize that he actually is a pretty interesting like he's not just like a, a, a conduit pardon the pun from getting from one point to the next in the story like he actually has a purpose and like it's kind of a sad story like it, they you say like an old testament sort of way he's like trying to save the world or whatever and yeah. like it's kind of bizarre like he wants to rid the world of of i guess like 
these this conduit force while still being a conduit. Yeah. Well, I he, wish they he, would he have, admits uh, that he's evil. Yeah. Or that he's like, you know, I forget how he phrases it. So I don't want to. I, I like how in the end of the game, they really play up to us versus them, like X-Men stuff, you know, yeah. like mutants and stuff. But we never see the human side of stuff, except for a little bit of like Zeke saying, we got to heal all these weak people. But the people don't have like a voice or like a power. There's no military. Well, Roche is there. Remember yeah, but he's not against conduits. He's no. just he just wants well, he, to Cole fix the city. Mind. Yeah, you know? yeah. Cole, Cole I like LaRoche's character too. Like I don't so think neutral. people have time to like realize that there's going to be this army of mutants that are going to kick their butts. No, yeah, that that was never really represented, right? Like, like and then you just see coming. in the end, like Cole just like frying a bunch of people, and that's not even necessary because like those are just innocent people. I mean, you know, he blows up the stealth bombers in the sky, right? And yeah. One, and then he just like sees this crowd of people. They're like, no. And then he just fries them. I don't really get. Was he frying them or saving them? Doing the thing where you know he's a. Uh, Basically, bringing out, he's killing all of them around to, them to, to bring save out the conduits. conduits. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because you need the like, don't you need the dead energy to exactly. make the conduit anyway? Okay. So their bodies yeah, energy yeah. to do that. Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Fallon Joe writes in and says, uh, "What did you guys think of the Southern gentleman, Bertrand? Uh, I thought he was more interesting than the Beast." Yeah, oh, I think he was definitely more interesting than the Beast. I, th- I wish they developed his character more, but I, I did like his voice acting. I did like voice the aesthetic. I like. I mean, I really love that one scene when you first meet him at the at the rally or whatever, yeah, where yeah. he's like taught like he has his sword and, sh- and shit like that, and like. Yeah, yeah. He, I just wish you like I just wish you were able to fight him as a human, you know, or like in a humanoid way, like yeah, with yeah, his yeah, sword yeah. and somehow he had like some sort of like blade power or something like that. Like they could have like the monster thing was cool, but like you never got no, to like the fight him. The monster thing sucked dick, dude. It was terrible. Really? I, I thought it was I thought it was like, like the, it, the final fight with him I just found so annoying on both difficulties where I'm like get all of a sudden I'm surrounded by the necromorphs. Even when I'm on Nix's side, I'm still getting attacked by these necromorphs and then I've got to like shoot out his little pink things and there's so many cheap deaths waiting for you. Uh, the only frustrating thing about that to me was that it was just the same fight that you already did. Yeah, so exactly. it, it, Except you were moving around the city and then you are on the helicopter. And See, that, this is my whole thing. I just felt like it was monsters for monsters' sake. You know what I mean? And that's not what Infamous was about to me. Infamous 1 was... All, hey, there were all these, you know, we didn't know about conduits really. You know, there's all these normal people. This thing goes off, and all of a sudden, you know, the homeless people are dustmen now, and these guys are running over here doing, and like, they, you know, they were still, they all looked alike, I know, and they all shot me with AK 47s or whatever, Reapers from, you know, whatever headlines. But it made sense on why they were doing what they were doing and what their role was, you know what I mean? Whereas when I just run into these monsters, I was like, the hell, man. Yeah, it was a little. I mean, that was, I guess, a little strange, but I don't think it detracted from like it, oh, the it, overall experience of how good the game was. Exactly. Yeah. Like in like the the follow up to what I was saying before is that you know I, I was burnt, I was trying to I was like I don't know about this con yada yada yada. Then the next after E three when I sat down and played it at my leisure, I, don't know, I texted you in like the middle of the first day. I was like, man, this game's awesome. It was like one of those things where it was like. When you sit down and do it organically, when you sit down and do what you yeah, should because, be doing. Yeah, because but I think also you playing it a second time gives you a chance to know the characters and stuff better because it is easy to miss stuff the first time through. There's yeah. a lot of factions, there's a lot of confusing stuff, and there no, nothing carries over like in terms of like people. Are, like I, I always thought Quo was somebody from the first game. Like, I didn't know where Moya. she came no, from. No, that's what I was saying. That's why I think Nix is like by far a better character because Quo is basically Moya. You know, like it's just another agent, another female agent character. I think she's got the best voice acting in the game. It's just a female agent character, you know what I mean? It's She's like hot. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, <laughs> I think I, I kind of like think that like that the conversation or the the relationship between between um, Nixon and Cole when they're when you're bad is like a much more interesting dynamic than anything that Cole has with Quo on either like either either way. Like, I think I think there was a missed opportunity for more with Quo. I think like in that in the cemetery scene when you're first learning how to you know use her powers and stuff, I thought that all that was great. But then from there, you know, she's just like more of a side, like, "Hey, what's up?" Blah blah. Yeah, I mean, it's like I like I didn't I didn't miss Moya at all, but like at the same time, like I kind of just felt like it was just Moya again, you know, like mm-hmm. someone that was just there to like try to tell you what to do, basically. You know? Yeah. And 
I, I like I like I like Nix's character like a lot. Like I really like that character. I do not like yeah, me Nix. either. I didn't like her. Like she, it, here's my problem with Nix. Especially when she started training. She was just a psycho weirdo. And exactly. Like, why would you yeah, ever listen to her for any yeah, reason? Boy, damn. It's, I don't. I don't get like why you'd have any, any empathy for like her her whatever cause she has. You see, don't, by the time they try to turn it back to where you go to like her blast site where her family is killed in front mm-hmm. of her, she got. I was like. You're 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 I think they crazy. Like, I don't want to hang out with right, you. Right, if they would have like played up like more of like a, a a romance thing with her, like so you could side with her because like you're attracted to her or something, I think that would have made a little bit more sense. Kyle writes in and says, also, if you're short on questions, to me, the inclusion of Nixon Quo seemed at first to be a reintroduction of romantic interest mm-hmm. for Cole. Though by the end of the game, that was obviously not the case. There was a look a tender look between Quo and Cole in the good <laughs> ending. Any reason for keeping Cole celibate in Infamous Two? he I mean if you play bad he tries to get with Nix. Yeah. Like he there's that the one, that yeah, that, like that. I like that scene. Nix that seems awesome. Ass. Yeah, like the, like and Nix obviously is like totally into Cole, but like they never, and like she, you know calls her baby and stuff all the time. It's just like they, I don't think they ever get to that point. And I don't know that it's really necessary because yeah. because like they do bring up Trish at one point during a mission, and, great, and, and which was another great drop. And I was waiting yeah. for a Trish reference, and the way they did it was really good. And it was awkward and like for like Cole and Zeke, and like I think that maybe Cole's just not there, and like he's just looking for something I guess a little more. Um. He's got bigger things on his mind. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? That's the thing. It's the end of the world. Yep. He but can, he can wait to dip his pen in the company, which would probably kill him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I liked Nix's character just because I thought it was different. I thought, like, she wasn't completely likable, which I think is cool. And I think that, like, you relate to her in different ways depending on if you're good or you're bad. And obviously, like, I, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm naive for not seeing it, but the way they turn everything around to where you side with Nix if you're good and quote if you're bad at the end is was something that I thought was even cooler so and get you got to know the characters in different ways that actually Quo is selfish and and yeah and Nix and is she actually, even says oh Nix is right yeah you know which and, is really and, and Nix is like actually the good person that wants to do the right thing Barista writes into beyond at IGN.com and he says am I the only one that was kind of annoyed with the final moral decision being so clearly labeled as good or evil the cutscene leading up to the choice made made me actually conflicted, as I wouldn't be killing a bunch of, as I would be killing a bunch of people either way, including Cole or Zeke. The game made the choice even more harder by making Nixon Quo trade places. But as I was weighing the options, pros and cons, the game outright color coded the choices and told me if I didn't kill anybody, blah blah blah, I'd be a gigantic dick. No, I mean I, I don't think that's a bad thing, just because like you have to, you're trying to fulfill your karmic destiny, yeah. so. The game's trying to tell you like what to do because you won't really theoretically be able to take one one path. Anyway. It was one of those interesting things when they were breaking down the decisions and I was listening. I was actually getting kind of confused as to what the good choice or bad choice would be. You know what I mean? Like the way because like I like it's one of those things when Cole explains what John's whole beast entity is and what's happening and why it's happening. It's kind of like oh that makes sense. Okay, you know I understand what you're saying. There is no way to do this. Blah blah blah. So I I I wasn't annoyed by it. I was actually happy it was there because I probably would have. Effed it up. But. No, I agree. And I, I wish they would have played up the karmic destiny thing more. Like, that was a cool term just to use right at the end. Like, if you want to go back and, like, change your karma to, to make this final decision, like, you have to. Yeah. You can't just make that decision. And that's important for the game. Like, you don't want to just play good the whole time and be able to flip a switch and be like, oh, I want to see the bad ending. Yeah. You work for it. I, I agree. I mean, to me, like, I don't know. I just, I think that the story was well told and, like, the, there was, there maybe should have been more karmic choices to be made within the within the context of the main story but did you like it more this time around than you did in infamous one what like when they were talking when we, they were pitching us on the you know when they, we were doing previews and stuff right they're saying about how you know a lot of people didn't like how black and white it was in infamous one the, the frozen frame the conversation blah blah it was 
different this time around, but I still felt like it was a black and white choice as far as who I was. going Yeah, vote. but I mean that's I mean that's fine. I mean, isn't that what I morality didn't, really is though? You know, like like morality could be gray, I guess, but like that's not that's not going to get get you to where you need to be at the end of the game. Like I think yeah. it's just like in terms of making a game, I think it's unrealistic. You know, so you know, no, like who does like I think the game that's the most gray, frankly, that I've ever played is New Vegas in terms of like things that you don't even really know what you're doing is like how how like why you're getting good karma or bad karma for the things you're doing like when you're killing yeah. people you're getting good karma and like when you're killing these and people, you're it might bad be karma. totally unintentional that game too but it did feel that way yeah i mean the game that game was like totally gray so with with a game like this like i actually like the black and white morality system just because you know what you're getting you know you're getting two unique playthroughs that are you know 90 percent the same i guess yeah, but they felt different. You know what I mean? Like there's that there's that whenever you whenever I start the evil uh, playthrough after the good playthrough, there's always that awesome moment of when I do a thunder drop and I take out a civilian by accident. I'm like, yeah, fuck you, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I run around and drain them and I blow yeah. up a whole bunch of crap. I mean the the big the big car. I mean like besides the story, I think that the karma decision affecting your powers is like pretty significant. Because mm, mm. at one point, like I just realized, like I kind of want those you know ice powers more than I want the fire powers. Nothing to do with how good or evil I was. So that was kind of a, a strange, a strange way to handle it. Grant wants to know what is your favorite power in the game, Sam? I actually like the uh, the the jump, uh, the, the column of ice. Oh, the ice, the ice there. launch. Yeah, yeah I, really I like Firebird Strike quite a bit. That's the flying one. Yeah, the one where you can go and fly. I'll, I'll be totally yeah, honest. Awesome. I'll be totally honest with you. Like in my my organic playthroughs of good and bad, uh-huh. I didn't use any of the ice or any of the fire powers. I tested them like later, but mm-hmm. I didn't. It, within the context of gameplay, I didn't use them at all. I like my bread and butter. To get around is the only way I use them. I didn't. I like prefer electricity for stuff. I felt like it was a more like neutral. St- I was worried like the ice powers wouldn't hurt the ice guys or whatever. You know. Yeah, so I, mean, I didn't want to do that. It's just like you get them kind of late in the game, and by that time you're already comfortable with what you're doing. Like my bread and butter was always like grenades and mm-hmm. like the rocket occasionally and like the, 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 the force awesome. push thing yeah. or whatever. And then just bolts. Like I love them. Like when you're a good guy, you get that machine gun bolt or whatever, which is like that is, is so totally, which cool. is totally awesome. And when you have the ability to like regain your electricity by damaging someone, you never run out of electricity yeah. Yeah. using yeah, it. So yeah, I was big on electricity too. Um, Jack writes and says, Greg, I read an article where you said you couldn't review Infamous 2. Being that you were too close to it, I'm just wondering what score you would personally give the game. Jack, I'd stick with the Calm Rarities 9 here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, candidly, we had pretty, I don't want to say heated because it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, disagreeable, but we had a very, very lengthy conversation about, about Infamous 2. Yeah. When, when well, we want to make sure we got it yeah. right. Like, we were big fans too. You know what I mean? And like, it was you, me, Hillary, Damon, Steimer. Like, there was a, a big. Yeah, well, me and you first sat in a room for like a half an hour. Talking about well, I was like stuff. trying to get you to justify because, like, originally, like I was down in the eights. Like I was like, it, and that, like when I did that rush playthrough of the weekend, I was like, I don't blah blah blah, you know. And then, and then, yeah, we sat in the room with them, and and I basically just you made a great case for it, and I think that now, like I said, going back and replaying it at my leisure and want and getting the platinum and having all that fun, that's when it was like, oh man, Colin's right. I should trust Colin more. You should, because I don't trust you at all. Yeah, well, you, well, you shouldn't. So what does <laughs> yeah. that mean? If you should, you shouldn't. I don't know. Uh, Brent wants to know: Is it disturbing and sad? Is it disturbing how satisfying the sound of dead drop pigeons are when they hit the ground? Yeah, I love that. Like they the make clank. a sound. Yeah, yeah they make like, like a, a clanking quick... noise. Oh man, that's I why I thought. That's what. Remember what I was like? I thought they were electronic. In yeah. the original review, I wrote something like these electronic birds are flying around. And you're like, they're not. That's the USB drive hitting the ground yeah it's the plastic mm. noise well like, that was the thing when i went up there to sucker punch i don't think i got to put this in a preview because i it was one of those things that was like off the beaten path and they were giving me some other conversation and i saw this thing on my radar and i shot it and saw the red light and then i followed it down and they explained oh yeah we put the you know the dead drops on pigeons this time around i thought it was a robot pigeon too because i'm thinking 
I'm shooting this thing 25 floors above the street. <laughs> it's dead when it hits the ground. But sure enough, when you play the game, yeah, Quo's like, oh, you got any stun powers yeah. that would not kill it? Yeah, I'm like, uh, the fall's going to kill it, but sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll do what you want. Yeah, like, there's some, like, by the cathedral, whatever, yeah. that things fall, like, 50, yeah. like, 50 <laughs> floors, which bashing into the ground. Dead, dead drops and blast shards, much easier to find in this game. Yeah. The hardest one, I think, for most people is that dead drop that's, like, back in the original. Yeah, I didn't know. Area. I reached out on Twitter. I had no idea. I didn't even, because, yeah. like, I saw that trophy too. I got the platinum like this weekend, but I saw the trophy where it was like you have to back go back. To the to the, yeah, back yeah. to the buy. And I just thought you'd get that. And when I didn't get it on good, I was like, oh, it must be like a thing with the bad playthrough or something like that. I didn't even think that that's what that meant is to go like all yeah. the way back there. So I would have never found that. But at the same time, is that, was that our last? Because John wrote it and said, hey, where was your guy's last dead drop? That was, was my last, last dead drop. Yeah. yeah, that was my last well, one. Well, not for, for sure. me because I was like methodically going back and he told me about it. Oh, I, nice. Yeah, like I'll my tell thing, you, my last blast shards are those were those were a hassle. I had like three hundred three out of three hundred five. Now you're doing the guides, and, and I couldn't do the side quests yet because yeah. I, I didn't want to write about them. I didn't want to take the video or whatever. So like one day I just had to go around and do it the old school way. Yeah, I can't believe you did it like that, man. That's nuts. But it worked. That's nuts because this I thing was like works. made for like for guide writing, like the the ability to find. Because man, when mm -hmm. I wrote the guide for the original Infamous, that drove me yeah. nuts. Speaking finding of all which, those things. It's good. Josh, aka Movie Guru eighty three here on uh, the My IGN says, as a former guides guru, Colin, do you prefer it when games allow you or show you the location of collectibles the way they do with blast shards and the blast shard power sense? I know you could find blast shards by clicking R3, L3 in the first game, but this power shows the closest shard, even if it's on the other side. It takes away some of the challenge. Did you enjoy it? No, I think that's fair, just because it's not it's not there immediately, so... Yeah, you have you, to work for that. Like that's with, a power You can't get it until the end of the no, game. No, you can't. You have to do all the side quests, and then you have to buy it, and then I, I think that's totally fair, because at that point, you probably have 300-something blast exactly. shards already, and so like you're basically... They're basically saving you from the, from the, the frustration that a lot of people felt with the original Infamous about finding those things. At the same time, I think the dead drops were more difficult to find, though, because you couldn't ping for them. Like, in the original yes. one, you could yeah, always yeah. ping for them and figure out where they were. But they were static. They show up from pretty far away in this one. I mean, you you find them, right? I was yeah, so yeah. terrified when I was doing it that I was gonna miss one somewhere along the line and be screwed. And yeah. So then the map's not that big though. Like if you look at where the if you look at the final maps, where, like the dead drops are, they're just like evenly really spread out. Yeah, yeah my thing There's was like three like, well, in the first island. I finished it. and It was like one of my final ones for the platinum. And like I I I already screwed myself because I already gone back to the beginning to get the back to the Bayou trophy. Mm -hmm. But I once you like land on that final main portion of the island there, or like the marsh. You get the trophy, and you have to walk in to get the bird. Oh yeah, so you have to go. You have to go much. I further. landed, got the trophy, and then got the hell out of there. Mm. And I didn't even think to explore it. So, so that was your last. That one? That was my last one, okay. and I was like, "Where the fuck is this thing?" And so, well, you got to figure out once you've gotten all the blast shards, you've been to every. I know part that's of the what island, I was thinking so. too, right? Yeah, I asked Twitter, and but then as soon as I did that, I went and checked out. I put in their last blast shard into Google, and it mm. sure enough was like, "There's one back in the body. I was like, "Damn, last last dead drop." Yes, thank you so much. Just, just so our listeners don't go. They're, they're so confusing now. Flash shards, so confused. <sighs> Grant wants to know what was your biggest oh shit reaction from the game? Oh shit moment. Oh my god. Killing Zeke, I think, was like the biggest oh shit moment for me. The fact that they made you do it was was heartbreaking. Yeah, way. Really I didn't was. think they were gonna kill Cole. Like you know, what I mean, like I thought like there'd be some last second thing that would save him. Maybe because he was using it, it would keep him alive. So yeah, I kind of thought. I mean, in my opinion, and, and I, I guess you can guess either way. Like I thought it was when you chose the good ending. I thought it was a foregone conclusion that he was gonna die. You know, mm. and like that's kind of the way I figured it was gonna go down. My thing was, I thought like you know, I th I don't know. I I guess when I was, when I got to the evil part, the evil ending, right? Like I was expecting the infamous one kind of ending where something very similar was gonna happen. And then so for it to be, you know, I'm f fucking riding on his shoulder pretty much, blasting everything, going here, doing that. I was like, oh my god, you know. <laughs> it was my, mine was definitely that that Cole died in the uh, good ending, and then they carried through with it. 
And then I, that was my oh shit moment. But then I retracted it as soon as they did the lightning bolt in the end because I wanted it to be like cut and dry. Like this character is dead because of the, your choices. Yeah. In the ending, but then like the lightning bolt at the very end like made me think like oh they're just gonna they can just retract it if they want. You think that's what it is? You think it's him coming back? Maybe. Oh yeah. You think I it's mean, Kessler, well, I'm sure that's that's their out. Beaming down to the yeah. They, yeah it'll it'll be just tied the fact that they yeah, gave yeah. themselves an out is disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. But um, you have to right? I guess yeah. Now that you're putting Cole in a uh, you know. Whatever PlayStation Street Fighter across Tekken. Across Tekken. He's the face of PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> be alive. Right next to Crash I'm surprised Drake Crash wasn't Medicute. in. Oh, he doesn't really Drake. powers, though. Drake's got enough stuff. Yeah, exactly. What, what is he going to do? Shoot people? Yeah. Take out his machine guns? Use wit. <laughs> He's just got a whole bunch of lines. <laughs> Make people laugh and they roll around the floor. What else we got here? Colin, what do you want to talk about? I mean, I think we've covered a lot of, I mean, a lot of great things. I think Infamous 2 is a, a fantastic game. I think in a lot of ways it's stronger than the first game. Um, I don't think it hits you as hard as the first game in a way because, like, it's the same game in a sense. But it's all, like, I think New Marais is a better place than Empire City. I think that there's more diversity. I think that the characters are more interesting. I like the ways you get around a lot better this time around. Yeah. Like having the electric pole to shoot you up and get you, oh, get you awesome. moving, get yeah. you moving. The one thing I totally miss, though, is uh, grinding on rails and getting your electricity. Yeah, refilled. that was, someone tweeted me about that, and that was what? kind of oh, a yeah. weird thing. I was wondering about that. You do are able to refill in the first one. Yeah, yeah. if that. you eventually unlock that power, and then as you skate along, you just zap your, you fill yourself up, you fill your tanks. I missed that quite a bit. Yeah, that was that was a uh, uh, missed as well for me. But it also sorry, strange you can stand on top of those and then drain them completely. Yeah, like right. A power line in the city. Yeah, it's kind of strange. Yeah, no sewers though. I like that. No sewers. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, that Tired was. Of I kind of forgot about that actually. Yeah. Replacing I mean. those with, like the missile segments where you fly like around the city. The the yeah the, the Tesla, Tesla missiles. Yeah. yeah, that was a great idea and like it just showed that they had built this city. So like 3D and like also the user generated stuff. I mean, you can see like you if if they wanted to give you flying powers, you know, you, you could do it. Which what do you is think? Really you, awesome. What do you have a, you used UCG? What, what yeah, I did. I, I played a lot of them for the trophies um, and made my own. Yeah. Um, I think the creation tools, like I said in my review, are really difficult to use. Like yeah. really difficult to use. Um, and definitely I wouldn't be able to make a mission from scratch. Like I just don't have, like that kind of brain power to sit there or really that kind of patience to sit there and really figure out how to do it from scratch with all these different mm-hmm. modules and stuff. So when I made mine, I used like one of the, the, like the pre-made like yeah, yeah. Uh, samples and then I kind of just mess with it. Um, like there's like a race one. And, like, yeah. Like I did a collectibles one for instance, and I just moved all the collectibles and like kind of made my own text and stuff. But I, I was impressed with about half of the ones I found and kind of like whatever with, with the others, there was one, there was one in particular called, like, Go to the Voodoo something or whatever, where you're, like... And it was made by Sucker Punch, where, like, they just patched together all these objects and ladders and platforms and stuff that just go, like, super high into the sky. Oh, right, 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 Like, right. super high into the sky. Like, if you were to if you were to thunder drop from there, it would be, like, ridiculous. Um, and I thought that was, like, really a really clever use of it. Some of them are just, That's like, great. combat and stuff like that. Like, See, I like the combat, because I thought that was an easy one to get around. The ones you're talking about, there's a lot of people trying stuff like that, and they're putting objects in there that the game doesn't recognize Cole should grab onto the edge. So, like, I'd jump to a car, and, like, my toes would touch it, and so I'd get that moment, and then I'd slide off it, and then rather than grab the car, he would just fall to his death. I was like, God, you know what I mean? You had to be, like, pinpoint precise at where he lands, which I find annoying. I do like that they make you play and beat the mission before you upload it to prove that it can be beaten though which is cool because but even then like i played a few where like i like there was something wrong with them like where i couldn't beat them <laughs> enemies would like run away because that was one of the things i know oh my god that was yeah. one of the things i noticed was like the red dots for enemies if they were off the hud 
literally Localized. wouldn't be there. Like so, yeah. yeah. Like you had to like run around and look for them. That, Sometimes they just run off. There were so many of them that I played for that trophy that totally fucked me over because yeah, you have to beat the mission to get the credit for it. And I'd I'd wail on all these guys and what I thought was the right wave, you know, the right the right path or whatever. And then yeah, I'd get How there. How many do you have to play for the trophy? Twenty five. Yeah. Woo. I'd get to the end and there would be like no, I, the mission wouldn't end and there was no red dots and I would double back and hop around. Yeah, no idea oh, where the guys man. ran to. He was like, God damn it. Yeah, I had so no interest in playing amateurish levels built in the UGC. See, and that's the thing. I think as you wait it out now and as people get a hang of the tools, you come around in like a week or so. You know what I mean? That's when the good stuff will be up there. Because right now, we were talking about this earlier, like all the stuff that's like high up in the rankings is still Sucker Punch related content. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I want to do something about UGC, a really bad video, and, and write something about them. But I want to wait for everything to rise to the top. And I think we have to give it a few more weeks because... You know, the game came out, what, when we were at E3, so June 7th or whatever, and so yeah. it's June 20th now, whatever. There needs to be more more time, and, and we'll we'll have more time to uh, be able to wait for those. Um, I'm looking forward to, like, you know, a month from now. Like, it's actually funny, because I lent Nicole Tanner my personal copy of Infamous, and, like, this on Saturday, I was like, I want to play something, and I had nothing to, that, like, I kept playing different things, and none of it was hitting that, you know, what I wanted to do. And I was like, man, I could go for <laughs> Infamous too and try out some more, you know, anything. That's my favorite part about it, is, like, from now on when I'm bored, and I want to play an infamous game. It'll be there, and I'll have new content. Yeah, I'm excited to go back and like. I mean, I, I platinumed it. And I played. I played the shit out of that game, so I'm, I'm gonna put it down for a while. But yeah, but it's cool to know that in six months I can put it in, and, and there will probably be a, a slew of really clever things. Just like Little Big Planet or Mod Nation. Like, there's just you got to give people time, and then they end up making really great stuff that you didn't even expect that they could do. Exactly. So, and I and I have full I have full uh, expectation that the the community out there, the technically minded community, can can certainly make some pretty interesting missions. All right, we're wrapping it up then. Okay. Bam. Um. Before we go, Colin, yes. what is Infamous 3 going to be about? Or will there be an Infamous 3? There will be an Infamous 3. I, I, uh, like I said, I, I think I think it would be cool to be like a conduit in Washington or like just a, like a generic capital. Just knowing that like, you know, when the woman who's basically the, the, the voice of survival in this, but she's like, you know, in Washington <laughs> or whatever. I love the voice of survival, by the way. The I love the voice of survival. This woman I thought was hokey. Like the yeah, she, live uh, action woman who pops up and yeah. says dumps up. I liked how for like literally... Three fourths of the game, they're like, "Oh, the Empire City phenomenon." Nobody said, "I see a huge red man. <laughs> He's destroying." <laughs> we were talking things. about how they like they like summon the National Guard. It's like the National Guard has been summoned to stop this giant. Beat. Like, what about the freaking military? The, the, you know, the rest of them. <laughs> they eventually say that. I mean, maybe I'm getting my my stuff confused, but don't they have read, uh, say that they're. There's other news reports. They're bringing after that. soldiers back home eventually, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That he's calling yeah. a withdrawal. For, like, eventually they get to the point where they are talking about this. And giant then the president man. gets impeached, right? There's impeachment hearings during the same thing, yeah, right. yeah. Um, President Chavez or something, uh, something like that, yeah. President Navarro. Navarro, Navarro. that's it. Um, Who's a, a bad guy in Drake's fortune? So yes, it's they're all connected. <laughs> this is an alternate universe. That's what the lightning strike is. It's Elena coming to see what <laughs> happened in this alternate timeline. But oh, I suspect. I mean, I, I'm I'm 99.9 percent sure there'll be another infamous game because uh, this game will probably sell better than the first one, and and I oh, think, yeah. and I think it is better than the first one. So I don't see why. You wouldn't have a third one. Unless people will sell it back because they'll be making user-generated content. Yeah, there you go. That's the whole idea of building that in. Uh, Sam, will there be an Infamous 3? What will it be about? It will be a Facebook game. (laughs) That's already out. That's out right now. Oh. Facebook. Confirmed. I'm right. Oh, there you go. (laughs) All right. And I totally think they'll be an Infamous 3. I think, I think they're going to go Vita before they go back to... Uh, agreed. I think there'll be something that'll tie it together. There's probably a game already in development for Vita, and they probably won't do it. So Yeah, agreed. That'll, that'll be and they'll probably keep user-generated stuff in there because it's easy to point and click and stuff with uh oh, right, 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 right. Tap, tap, like, tap, tap, I hear, tap. I hear the Little Big Planet controls are really nice. It's awesome. Little Big Planet stuff. Vita is amazing. Yeah. 
If you want to hear more about Little Big Planet Vita, you should check out uh, IGN Podcast Beyond every Thursday here on IGN.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, too, or Zune, probably. Boobs, scoop, uh, beyond. Yeah, all that stuff. Uh, Colin, before we go any further with the sign-off, do you want to apologize to me? For what? I believe as soon as we finished Infamous 1, mm-hmm. I began saying that Infamous 2 would be about the Beast, and it would actually be John. What did I say? You said no. Remember, your whole thing was you thought they'd do another game in the middle that would be about like Moya or Alden. and then Right, that's right. And you also said John would be dead. John yeah. was dead dead. I thought he was. I thought he definitely was dead. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't. You were right. I mean, you were absolutely right. That's what I like to hear. Uh, and here, and then I'll be. I, <laughs> I forgot about that. I would be remiss if I didn't say this in this uh, thing. Another part where I thought they kind of dropped the ball, Sucker Punch, and how they set up the story was when John showed up. I, I, who had predicted the entire time that John would be the beast, was like, "Who's this dude?" Like, Christine <laughs> was next to me. And she's like, "Oh, John," and I'm like, "All oh, right." No, I didn't remember him either. Because, like, if you remember, like. Maybe, I mean, in game time it's hard, but a few scenes or missions before, you got to the rail yard when you were moving the gas cap, and Bertram was, uh, uh, he had a black guy, and he was, like, changing him into a necromorph right, dude, right. and he actually split his, his skin got all split like the necromorphs, but you never really saw him as a necromorph, so when John showed up, I was like, oh, that's that dude Bertram was fucking with. And then she's like, no. And there was no, there was no cutscene. There was no like voiceover. There was no flashback to when the race fear went off in his hands and sucked him in. You know what I mean? No, so I, I thought, still didn't. Know. I had to go on like YouTube and like. Look see, I think for somebody who's just jumping on with it, because Infamous Two, honestly, is a very friendly game. I think to somebody if you just wanted to play it, right? Game I suppose. Yeah. I, I think. I think. I kept saying that you should play the first one. Before. Well, of course you should. No, but, but I mean for story context, I think it's important. Like you, I agree, but I think their intro in the beginning kind of cuts off the fat of they don't talk about all and they don't talk about Moyo. They're just like, hey, let's go. And I thought right, that right. was helpful, but they never really. Then John's just a voice, and if I'm ignoring the dead drops, by the time I get there, I'm like, "Who's this dude?" Yeah, I mean, I think that that and the, and the, just the brief mention of Trish are the only things that people might miss if they mm-hmm. if they didn't. Play yeah, the first one. yeah. But I thought that Trish was uh, poignant. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Again, this has been the infamous two spoiler cast presented by Podcast Beyond. If you want to be a part of Podcast Beyond, you should email us at beyond at ign.com. You should read ign.com. You should follow us all on Twitter. You can follow IGN at IGN. I am Game Over Greggy. Colin is no taxation. Sam is... Samuel underscore IGN. Samuel underscore IGN. Um, before we go, let's give away something. Uh, Rui Garcia wrote in with a free lightning hook for Infamous oh, 2. 5-6-M-2-2-F-N-5-2-P-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.